How's it going, Kenny? Going great. Yeah. You guys can eat shit. When the sea creature dinosaur, who I had completely forgotten about at this point, just comes flying out of the water and eats the bad Tyrannosaurus raptor, whatever it was. Ominous Rex. That was just fucking awesome. That's like people watching a porno and then clapping when there's a cum shot. <laughs> Why didn't you pull the machines? Why didn't you call them? You didn't see what was going on? Well, there's no way to determine that. Yes, Sam. there is. An infallible way. They won. Well, it's a casino. People got to win sometimes. Hey, what do you think? I'm a fucking idiot? Probability on one four-wheel machine is a million and a half to one. On three machines in a row, it's in the billions. It cannot happen. Would not happen. You fucking Momo, what's the matter with you? Maybe it was the love of the planets. Maybe it was just my growing dislike for this one. But for as long as I can remember, I have dreamed of going into space. Now that I've met you... Would you object to never seeing me again? The biggest regret of my life, I let my love go. That price on my head, was that dead or alive? I don't remember. See if he starts shooting. I don't ask you over for dinner and then suggest you give a lecture on the peoples of Mesoamerica or whatever your pre-Columbian shit is. This is my job. This is how I pay the fucking rent. The same gentleman that told me that you tried to get your broker's license also told me that you were a straight arrow. He ran a security check on me. Well sail on a boat fit for a Bond villain, sometimes you need to play the part, right? First of all, dude, you don't have an ex. Secondly, this is a fucking show dog with fucking papers. You can't board it. It gets upset. Its hair falls out. Walter. Fucking no. dog has fucking papers. Over the line! Huh? I'm sorry, Smokey. You were over the line. That's a foul. What happened? Did your, did your balls drop off? <laughs> Hello and welcome into episode 17 of Film Tank. I'm your host Alex Diekman and on this episode we'll be discussing the new movie Jurassic World. Woo! Yeah, Kenny Marcellus back there cheering in the background. He was the one who really wanted to see this out of uh, Film Tank. How's it going, Kenny? Great. It's going great. Yeah? You guys can eat shit. <laughs> what? I like You it. can eat shit. <laughs> All your skepticism leading up to this movie actually got inside of my head and made me start doubting what I was going to feel. We did you a favor. Spoiler alert, it was fucking awesome. You lowered your expectations and you had a better time. (laughs) This Uh, may be true, but you can still eat shit, all of you. See, here's here's why we actually, like, need a webcam on this show, because Kenny's face when he said, you gotta eat shit, it was great. Like, it was There's a box of tissues on this table for all the jerking off on this movie I'm about to do. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, we know Kenny's feelings already. I'm just going to remove this from the table. (laughs) (laughs) The other two voices here are Toussaint Egan and Nick Cheney. What's up? (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't ever do that again. That was my dinosaur impression. Just just broke the equipment. Wow. Can you turn that down when you edit this? (laughs) Holy shit. I don't think so. (laughs) Too bad. I don't think it goes that far down, You just deafened all our listeners. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, well, it's the same as going to see Jurassic World. Oh, shots fired. It's already happening. Well, uh, we did just walk out of the theater, and let's just jump right into it. Uh, If you have not seen Jurassic World yet, and you don't want to know what happens uh, in Jurassic World, I would suggest listening later, because we are going to talk about the entire movie. Uh, When when it comes to a uh, synopsis of it, uh, 22 years after the events of uh, the original Jurassic Park, 
Isla Nublar uh, now features a fully functioning dinosaur theme park. As originally envisioned by John Hammond, uh, the Operations and Visitors Center, they have everything there, although they are having declining interest in the park. So uh, new things are created to spark interest among visitors. dinosaur the exhibit opens to the public in three weeks mr mizrani wanted me to consult with you you want to consult here or in my bungalow it's not funny <laughs> a little funny we'd like you to evaluate the paddock for vulnerabilities why me i guess mr mizrani thinks since you're able to control the raptors see it's all about control with you i don't control the raptors it's a relationship based on mutual respect. That's why you and I never had a second date. The park needs a new attraction every few years in order to reinvigorate the public's interest, kind of like the space program. Corporate felt genetic modification would up the wow factor. They're dinosaurs, wow enough. Not according to our focus groups. The Indominus Rex makes us relevant again. The Indominus Rex. We needed something scary and easy to pronounce. You should hear a four-year-old try to say Archaeornithomimus. You should hear you try to say it. Are they safe? No, they're not. What are their names? Well, we got Charlie. It's Echo. Here is Delta. This one's called Blue. She's the beta. Who's the alpha? You're looking at him, kid. So, Kenny, uh, or actually, first, let's uh, get into a couple other propers from the uh, movie. Uh, Colin Trevorrow was the director of it. I honestly had never heard of him before, and I wouldn't say anything about anyone who hasn't, because he's not done a lot of He did major Safety work. Not Guaranteed, which was a pretty, actually, decent uh, indie film. But I but it's an indie movie. Like People probably even heard of it. Right, it, but it's, it's an indie film that didn't make much of a dent, so that's why I was most surprised when I heard that they gave him the keys to the kingdom for this, at least. Well, at least Steven Spielberg didn't do another one of these. I was to say, what was Spielberg's involvement? Cause I'm he sure was he producer, was... Even. Executive yeah, producer. Put money down. Just produced it. Walked away. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the main cast includes Chris Pratt as Owen, or as I've called him already since we've been talking before the show, Gary. Gary. I forgot what his name was. Fucking Star-Lord. Yeah, well, about? I know he, he what he was in Guardians of the Galaxy, but in this movie he's pretty forgettable, at least in terms of his name. Also, Bryce Dallas Howard makes an appearance. She has uh, not been a lot lately, other than the help a few years ago. She's uh, been pretty absent from major Hollywood productions. Also, other major people include Ty Simpkins, who was the kid from Iron Man 3, Vincent D'Onofrio, is that how you say his name? D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. Yeah, you'll remember him from uh, Law & Order, one of the Law & Orders. He's also been in Men in Black and quite a few other things. He's in the greatest episode of Homicide, Life on the Street. Oh. Just putting that out there. There you mm. go. And also, um, Irfan Khan, also in this movie, he was in Life of Pi, Slumdog Millionaire, and The Amazing Spider-Man, for oh, anybody yeah. who remembered that. Yeah. Or not. Unfortunately. That's fine. 
Uh, you probably remember it for uh, a bad reason. Also, uh, Jake Johnson ah. plays a, a very uh, funny Nick. character in this movie. Nick, Nick, Nick. What a guy. Who? That's the dude from, uh, what's that show? New Girl. Uh, yes. Nick, Nick from yes. New Girl. At first I thought you were talking about, but yes. Jake oh, Johnson. Yeah. Oh, Nick. <laughs> Jake Johnson plays Nick in New Girl. I was yeah. just patting Nick. you on the back without looking at you. Yeah, I was like, well, thank you, Kenny. I, I like you too. Um, also, uh, the only holdover character from the entire rest of the franchise was B.D. Wong out of nowhere, <laughs> who actually plays a somewhat integral role in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting that the character of Dr. Henry Wu was the only one who was uh, decided to be kept. But there were other parts of the original franchise that got brought over to this film. And let's start with Kenny Marcellus. As he is a huge Jurassic Park fan. He got the original poster into one of our logos. He's a a big fan of the franchise, and he was the one who was really excited for it. So let's hear what he had to say about Jurassic World. Alrighty. Um, yeah, the first one, the first Jurassic Park, absolutely my favorite movie. I think I've said that in the show before. By no means is it the, the best movie ever made. It's not perfect, but it's my favorite movie for sure. Um, the second and third... Yeah, they're they're pretty forgettable. I mean, there, there's parts of mostly the second one was, I don't know. I I enjoyed the second one to some extent, but basically what they what they did with Jurassic World was was take any little bit of good from the second and third, and and made it better in 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 this film. Um, again, there there wasn't much, especially from the third one. Uh, they they had the uh, the bird cage with all the. Uh, what the hell were those things called? The pterodactyls. The, the pterodactyls. That they they brought that back in a big way here, and um, the pterodactyls were awesome. If I can interject, that was a big complaint from a lot of dinosaur lovers that the pterodactyls were not involved really in the series, well, and that well, they uh, got their fucking wish here. I was gonna say, I think they were prop the filmmakers were like, well, I guess we're gonna right. we're gonna put pterodactyls in this movie for about a fifteen minute scene. Right? Were, were right. those genetically modified pterodactyls because they didn't look like I? Mm, I don't think so. I think those were pretty straightforward. All right. I mean, in a way, aren't we all genetically <laughs> modified? Oh sh. <laughs> Whatever. Well, Are we worth saving, Nick? Anyway, I, what Toussaint's referring to is so so the big the big bad dinosaur in this one again. I don't remember what it was called. Ominous Rex. <laughs> it was. I thought it was Oedipus Rex. Oedip- uh, yeah, let's call him Oedipus Ed- Rex. Oedipus Rex. It's, it's something ridiculous. Yeah. So, so all the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, for the most part... Are, have been made uh, into one dinosaur. Well, right. <laughs> well, up until now, they had just been brought back to be clones of the original dinosaurs. Yeah. And in this one, they, they genetically engineer and they, they kind of mix and, and form a couple of them together into a hybrid. He's basically... Uh, well, it is basically a T-Rex mixed with... Raptor. The Predator. Because it's able to turn well, and bl- yeah, invisible, right. yeah, and kill people. <laughs> There's you and your predator. It <laughs> learns. Yeah, this is what wait, six straight episodes. Wait, let's go to Nick. How, let's go to Nick. How are you going to work in Starship Troopers? Uh, I'll figure it out. Okay. All right. <laughs> that, okay. Um, so anyway, um, so some of the uh, CGI was questionable at best in the beginning of this movie. Um, 
I'll I'll leave that up to you guys because you guys get into the more technical stuff. Well, but... the the first scene where we see the Raptors was honestly yeah, almost was... hilariously bad. Yeah, it, it was really bad. And I'm a person who doesn't ever like notice that stuff and really pay too much attention to it. And even I was kind of concerned. I was like, oh <laughs> shit, they look like the dinosaurs from Disney's animated <laughs> dinosaur movie, which well, was a cartoon basically. They, so I yeah, they, they it were... was also made like seven years yeah. ago. <laughs> they they were bad. They were really bad. Um, but once it gets going, um, I, I've also mentioned on this show many times, anytime you incorporate an amusement park in any way, <laughs> any kind of theme park yep. elements into a movie, you have sold me 100%. And this, for the first time in the Jurassic Park franchise, the whole turning this into a functional theme park is actually brought to light and it's fully functional and there's like 21,000 people in the park. That was the best decision that the filmmakers made to make this about the actual park being right. opened. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, they were realizing John Hammond's original yeah. dream of opening the park to the public, and it was it was cool. There were all kinds of attractions and interactions with the dinosaurs. There was like a dinosaur petting zoo. A lot of uh, little... opportunities for product placement. Yeah. Which, <laughs> Coca-Cola. Which was, was out Beats of... by Dre. It was out of control yeah. bad in the beginning. But then they made fun of it. You know, they, they were... Yeah, but they seemed to do that just so that they could get away with well, it. And that, and I mean, when fine. you they have were... a main character, say, presented by Verizon Wireless, <laughs> right. and then someone goes, oh, right. man, what's this world coming to? But that's what I'm saying is no shit that's what they were doing and they they were they were self-aware about it and it look it was gonna be there regardless whether they threw the joke in there or not at least this wasn't like transformers bad where they didn't at least acknowledge it you know what i mean i don't know ominous rex sounds like a transformer to me (laughs) (laughs) true but anyway yeah so so eventually as as is the case in every Jurassic Park, the shit hits the fan, and some dinosaurs start to get out. And shocking, no one saw it coming. We'll get going more <laughs> about the end, but holy fuck, I didn't see the end coming that way. It was phenomenal. The, it was the pinnacle of the Jurassic Park series. The ending of this movie. If I could take the baton from you, yeah, and go just, for it. Uh, go into my feelings about the movie. I'll start off by saying this. I was obviously not really looking forward to this movie. No. Uh, out of everybody, I was the one who was shitting on this movie the most. And although there were still problems with this movie that definitely were from what I saw coming, there were still problems actually in the film. So I don't completely disregard what I thought about it before. The ending climactic scene is, for me at least, one of the most exciting moments I've seen in a film in quite a long time. Like I was so on board with the final Jurassic Park fight between the Tyrannosaurus Rex, who by the way, has just been sitting on the sidelines waiting for the finale. Apparently it's like, Oh, now we're going to let her out. It's like, Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. It doesn't. But like I was mentioning to you before we started talking about it on the, on the show, you need to completely suspend disbelief for the final scene because you know what? It's just fucking ridiculous. And it's like Mad Max. You just, you know, you just have to turn your brain off and be like, well, this is fun. At least for me, because the final moment, which ends the climactic scene. And if you've seen the movie, you know, I'm talking about when the sea creature dinosaur, who at least Leopleridon. I, the, I well, whatever his name is, I had completely forgotten about it at this point. Just comes flying out of the water and eats the bad Tyrannosaurus Raptor, whatever it was. Ominous Rex. That was just fucking awesome. I've got to say it. I was, 
I it was one of the few times that I actually clapped in a movie theater, and I wasn't the only one. There were Dude, a lot of people who were really on board with that, that movie. In that, our, that theater, theater was going hard with the applause. <laughs> yeah, that, that I, that like so much in fact that I was bit. like, "All right, guys, tone it down." <laughs> bunch, like, of, bunch of Jurassic Park fanboys in there with. I was us. getting worried about the intelligence <laughs> level in our theater because I'm like, "Have you guys never been to a movie before?" Okay, but but the final that part yeah. in that scene, like that kind of made sense Dude, there Nick, a little just, bit. I told Tucson that, that was like that's like people watching a porno and then clapping when there's a cum shot. It's okay. like obviously it's coming. Can I, can I, Why do you have to? I mean, what? Can, can I can I build off of that because we had this this cool. conversation in the car on the way uh, on the way here to the studio when we were talking about the inclusion of the T Rex and. I didn't know that it was the same T-Rex before, and Nick was asking me, is that the Apparently same Apparently it was. I was going to say, I was thinking it was, especially the design of it, it looked like it was like old and weathered. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you were asking me, is like, is that the same one? I was like, no, I think it's just like people were excited to see the, the T-Rex because the T-Rex is the most iconic dinosaur of Jurassic Park, the entire franchise. Like, it's like, yeah, I supposed th- the colloquial king of dinosaurs. I think it was just a T-Rex. And... Yeah. and when he, when I've he, read online that it was supposed to be the same one from the original film. When, so. when, when Nick went Take off that on, his, on his tangent talking about, well, not his tangent, but but his whole contention that that's like clapping at a, at a what would you call it? That's like clapping in a cum shot in a porno. Like, yeah. But, what did you, but, what did but you here, expect? But here's the thing. This entire film, like the last 30 minutes, like the, the climax of this film is pretty much like the encapsulation of what this film is supposed to be. And that is, it, it is unapologetically gratuitous Dinosaur porn. That's what right. it is. But it's a movie about dinosaurs. I mean, at some point, you need to have those scenes. Yeah, I mean, and, come and, on. and you know what? I actually had like I, I did have a lot of fun, like moment to moment. But like in the afterglow of thinking back on that film, there's not a lot that actually stuck with me in terms of the story, other than like just seeing these dinosaurs like go at it. I thought that the um, the one uh, the, the 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 later part of the third act when they were. Hunting the ominous Rex with the the troop of I'm going to keep saying it like that because it's a stupid ass name and they should feel bad um, when they're hunting it with the the raptors and eventually it turns to almost like a like a horror like 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 theme where where just like the guy who's like slapping his hand on on the side of the window and it's just like covered with blood and it's gratuitous and shit. Yeah, I know they they had a lot of the uh, the cameras in the command center, which is like the you know, solo shooter camera. I know Nick was hating it. I know his hatred for those kind yeah. of camera shots. So I, I what? No, yeah. I, I wasn't hating that. Really? Are you I talking about have... when they had the cameras on the Raptors' yeah. heads as they were? I mean, that was yeah. whatever. But <laughs> I, I will admit that That's an the, excuse. the movie started to remind me of uh, uh, The Cabin in the Woods in a way mm-hmm. that it's like this controlled environment where yeah. we get to see the control room. Uh, but then they didn't do anything with those characters other than make fun of them the but, entire But there time. is... Uh, there, there is another moment, a smaller moment that I, I, I saw myself kind of like becoming a part of the audience, where uh, Owen, the, the character Gary, is, is like gets up and he, he's taking his, uh, his, his tranquilizer gun. And he sees one of the one of his raptors like get up from like killing another person, look at him, and they're just like having a moment, and then from off. Off, off the screen, like a like a RPG projectile comes and blows the shit out of that raptor, and I was like, "Yeah!" Well, to, to kind of <laughs> explain, because yeah. if you're listening to this and you have no idea what he's talking, what Sean's talking about with a raptor, which is part for the course, <laughs> Chris Pratt and this raptor having a moment. It's because Chris Pratt basically is playing the, boned the, him. He's the dude in the movie who was on this island to train the raptors. He's the dinosaur whisperer. He, yeah. Oh, that was another thing I wanted someone to mention was him being a dinosaur whisperer. We, <laughs> did, we didn't get it. Damn. Yeah. 
It was, uh, yeah, that part of the story was interesting, to say the least. Oh, that, um, that, that's Kenny speak for it was bad. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I, whatever. I mean, look, they're on a fucking island with dinosaurs, so if you already aren't believing that, you know, whatever. Well, it's, it's they, not about not believing it. It's just that there were parts of this movie that weren't as good as others. I mean, there, you, well, the you, whole the raptors being highly intelligent thing, like that wasn't well, just brought into the movie this time. Like that's been since the okay, first film. Okay, however, in the first and second and third films... We we see the raptors and they work together. They don't trust human beings because they, they didn't don't... in this one, except for when they did for the entire part of the movie. They trust him. I don't give me one <laughs> example of a time when they did trust him because even when he like what, went about, into what the about that time he was standing way. right in front of him and he's going to eat him and he's just like yeah the whole hold way, on blue the, hold the on whole scene where they introduced the both Owen and the raptors is. All about how he can, can control them. right, but like even when that the one employee, the new guy, fell into the cage and he went in after it, yeah. and the raptors still were like trying to attack him, and he literally just had to escape anyway. Because, because well, he got him to stop, which is something they weren't doing until yeah. he got him. Owen bonded the, with those raptors. He said that himself. There was I, a, yeah, I guess the way to that I would describe it is that like they think twice before acting. Well, right, on their there, there was a, a bond between them of recognition, and I would say it ended there. It didn't end it, like it wasn't. To to the point where the the Raptors wouldn't have turned on him at no. some point. They, it's I, it's I, only because of the whole I, like alpha male succession. That's I will admit that I do think the trailer is somewhat misleading in the way that it looks like he's like some kind of like master. Like, yeah, like he's yeah. one of them. Which because based on never, the, based on the trailer, he's yeah. way less in control in the and movie I, than yeah. he was in the trailer. And I, and I think <sighs> some of the interviews even said as much as like, oh yeah, they're like they're allies or something. I don't think it was so much that so much as he was able to you know kind of. Came wild animals. Now hold on, but they let's, were still wild. Let's just animals. back up just a minute. Okay. Now the raptors, who have never seen anyone else who is of their species, they've been living in this cage their entire lives. They meet up with the hybrid animal that the ominous rex, who is part raptor. They have this weird moment where they decide they're on the same team, and then later in the film, but wait a minute, they, you're, they, you're skipping the part where the. At that point, they turned on them, and they were chasing him. They were trying to kill him at that point. As soon as the raptors no, in this, no, no, in no, this no, no, hybrid no, but, thing decided yeah. that they were like the same thing, they, they turned on Chris Pratt at that moment. Yeah, but then they returned on the, the ominous <laughs> I mean, look, character. And then they, obviously, yeah, the, the this raptors, is one of the best scripts in <laughs> modern movie the, history. The, the, Chris Pratt and the raptors then had another bonding session, and the raptors then turned on the ominous Rex and started attacking him I mean, after he started attacking. It, it was, look, I'm not yeah. saying I'm 100% for it, because it is kind of iffy. That's why I brought it up. It, it's not, love, it's not great. But I'm just saying they didn't. It's I don't I don't think they reached too far for that to to make the storyline work. I don't think they were reaching too far with the whole training the Raptors. Thing. No, I I, I um in, in terms of the way it was presented earlier on in the film, I was I was okay with it. The the ending part was a little sloppy, but that's what happens. Yeah. So yeah, I mean they had to set up that fantastic scene at the end. Yeah. Which they did very well, and uh, yeah, I don't know. So Nick, you haven't really had a chance to uh, <laughs> jump in yet, so I think we, as a group, should should back off a little bit and let you uh, get a word in here. Which is this is weird because usually you're the one who's talking over everybody. So. Usually, hey, what? <laughs> um, I gotta say, the reason why I've been back in office is because I don't really have that much to say about it. This is one of those cases where I am not a fan of the movie, but I'm also not. 
vehemently against it. It's just not it's not a movie for me, I would say. I've never been particularly attached to the franchise as a whole. I know I've seen all three at some point, uh, the, obviously the three before this one. Um, and I know I I watched the, the first one when I was a young child, and I'm sure I watched it at least once or twice since then, but it was just one of those movies that just never stuck with me in a way that it did with other people, which is not a bad thing or whatever. But the the overriding thing that I got from watching this new one was that as much as I haven't seen the original in so many years, I could not stop thinking about the original in a bad way in the sense that I felt like I didn't get anything from this film that I haven't already seen from the original. And because I don't like that movie that much to begin with, I didn't see the point of this one. Um, I, was, I was, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I was gonna say I, no. I was getting concerned at a uh, certain point where I felt like it was mirroring the first a little it, too much. Yeah, which I think is a good thing for a fan of the series, and yet obviously a bad thing for somebody like me who am not that taken by the series to begin with. So therefore, I don't want to see another version of the original. The connective tissue between. Jurassic World and Jurassic Park is so close that they're almost fucking synonymous. I'm, I'm talking about like just the basic premise of this film, where I was I was talking with Nick before that the the two kids, whatever you have, like the the shitty older little kid, and you have like the the kid who's younger and enthusiastic about everything, and then you have like this kind of like aloof. Um, like a mentor figure who's like manipulating things from all the sides, and then you have like the dinosaur expert. Right. I was going to mention that Chris Pratt's character of uh, Gary or Owen, whatever you want to call Gary. him, he's a weird combination. We should probably stop calling him Gary just I know, so that we it don't make any sense. confuse the the audience. <laughs> His name is Owen. The, the so point Star-Lords. is that these char- the characters, their names don't matter. Really. Chris Pratt's character in the movie, whose name is Owen, actually Star Lord, whatever. <laughs> He is, I always thought the whole movie, I'm like, man, I, I was thinking he was more like Ian Malcolm, and then I was thinking he was like Dr. Grant, and mm-hmm. he actually, they just combined their characters and yeah. made them into one character, and that's really what he is. I th- he's a huge asshole, but he's also a knowledgeable, caring person, so it's weird. I think the worst thing I can say about this film is that it's a sequel that feels like a remake, Yeah, and therefore it's just kind of the worst of both worlds, because it can't commit to one or the other, and yet it's trying to sell itself as the former, which is a sequel, um, but it doesn't do anything that I would say adds anything to this world, other than, like, yeah, I would agree, like, split-second moments that are kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, showy and kind of go to the whole spectacle of the park and everything, but, um, and, yeah, what were you going to say? Well, can I say this? Yeah. What what you didn't like, because you just said what, what kind of, um, if it felt like a sequel but a remake at the same time, and you didn't like that as a person who didn't like the first movie, as a, as a person who loved the first one, I actually rather enjoyed that, because there were so many callbacks to the original film. I mean, like, the almost, Jeep? Almost the, over... The, the original Jeep? Right. Come on. Yeah. But, like, almost Mr. over the top DNA. in references. Callbacks are one thing, because you're always going to have callbacks when you, re, you know, revive some kind of property. But it, it's to the point where this plot was almost the exact same. And not only that, but just because, yes, uh, this, uh, this particular film had the park open did not make it that much different no. than the original film. It actually, it actually didn't. And, and like I was saying before, it, there were moments where I was starting to kind of worry that it was too similar, and I was thinking they were going to have to divert from this plan at some point 
And they did in a, in a big way, but up to a certain point, I would say until about the last forty five minutes, like I started worrying, like this is a, this is the same as the first movie. To well, be honest, there's a scene in this in this movie where the the two kids are in that little ball thing that, Ooh, that gyrosphere. That's that, got to be made into an amusement park yeah, attraction. But like, apparently, now. that was Steven Spielberg's biggest biggest addition to the movie is that oh, was well, that was good to see he's still a creative powerhouse <laughs> um, damn okay but uh Shots fired. when when those when those two kids were in that stupid ball vehicle thing and after it was kind of like when they first got on the ride so when that scene cut back to them and they had they started going through the uh the field kind of place and th- they haven't seen any dinosaurs yet and they're looking around and then all of a sudden someone at one of the two says like oh there they are or something like that and the camera turns and you start to see all the dinosaurs that are on that land and the music starts to swell up it's kind of funny because the music almost suggests like we're seeing something majestic but we already saw it 22 years ago yeah. and we saw it in the exact same way and not only that but in my opinion even like the cgi is not made that much uh i would say of a jump uh from where when it first arrived when it's like holy shit we can do that in movies to now where it's like yeah we saw that last year in godzilla you know like little things like that again though i i I enjoyed that moment like i got kind of the same feel one of my favorite theatrical moments ever is from the first one where the first time they're on the island and they see the dinosaurs and the big bronchiosaurus or whatever the hell the one with the long neck is yeah. like as they see it towering over them and like the music starts playing like Stegosaurus, I, I always think back to that as one of my favorite moments and and in this movie it's kind of the same thing like I got kind of the same fuzzy feeling when you know same uh, yeah. music yeah the same music which is one of my favorite theme songs of all time the, the and, thing about that scene in the first Jurassic Park film is that I feel like that scene and that film worked on so many levels to kind of parallel the film industry at that point. Mm -hmm. Because CGI at that point was really almost non-existent in films. Like, it was there, but it really wasn't that good. And Jurassic Park was, like, the first time when CGI was just like, holy shit, look what they can do in a movie. And, like, that first scene when you see the dinosaurs and, like, the characters, Alan Grant and the rest of them, are looking at them... And you're just looking at him. He's like, the kids are going to go crazy for this. And I remember as a kid seeing that in the movie, in the movie theater being like, this is awesome. Like, it, it feel like it worked on so many levels 23 years ago. So much of that. And, origin- or 22 years ago. Yeah. So, so much of that, that original. Like, I, I remember uh, the scene with the T-Rex, like, smashing through the... Uh, the electrical like field or whatever and being and, and chasing after the guy with the with the road flare right obviously that's invoked in in Jurassic World yeah. but there so, is a road flare in this movie right? <laughs> yeah so much of of what made the CGI work in the original Jurassic Park because it was also a blend of practical special mm-hmm. effects yes yeah and I agree with that. Um, the other thing I want to mention is that I also thought this movie was stuck in 1992 in yep. multiple ways, not just in the sense that this was remaking a film from then, but also, and I know we already kind of heard enough about it from people like Joss Whedon and whatnot, but the gender politics in this movie just felt ridiculous because Chris Pratt can do no wrong, despite the fact that he's like this supposed, you know, like asshole. And Bryce Dallas Howard is this, you know, kind of, in my opinion, uh, yeah, stuck up 
bitch who like can't I don't know, I'm just saying like that's yeah. how the script presented her yeah. uh, who can't like possibly set aside her like cold uh, exterior s- yes uh, to make way for emotional resonance or whatever and yet then when it's all of a sudden done when she fires a gun at a veros- uh, velociraptor or whatever Chris Pratt starts making out with her and it's <laughs> like we're like back in the 50s for some reason yeah, but from from okay I okay I see what you're saying from a film standpoint but as a regular dude, like I mean, come on, like well, who doesn't want to see Chris Pratt make out with a pretty was, girl? No, it was well, almost no, I mean, more. Yeah, of, I'm a not rever- saying I didn't envy no, him. I'm just saying it was almost that. more of a reversal of what you're saying. Like I, like why, why, no, why be offended by the, that? Well, why, I'm, like, I'm not necessarily offended because it's, it's no, but it's why make too, a point of it? Like I don't. Well, I'm making a point of it because of the film, and here's why I'll make a point of it actually, uh, because we have a repeat of that scene later on in the control room, and it's between two quote unquote geeks. At least that's how the film sees them. And when he, Jake Johnson's character, tries to do it with Lauren Lapska's character, then it's like he's completely rebuffed, and it's a joke because those people are basically inferior and just not worthy of love. So it's kind of like when Chris Pratt does it, despite. Um, despite the fact that he's this big raging asshole, it's cute <laughs> and it's it's just romantic. But and not only that, but it also it reduces Bryce Dallas Howard's uh, story arc into uh, she had to go through all this just to realize that she wants babies, which is just kind of one of the most offensive things in 2015. Can I say yes. that I will? I'm not going to agree with you on every single part you just said, Nick. But I will say the relationship between Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Brett's character were the by a mile worst part of this movie. It like, was just so forced. I mean, even if yeah. you don't find it offensive, which I'm right. not even saying I do, but if I were to break it down, it's kind of offensive as far as what it's implying. Well, and and we, we talked about that with the trailers and the clips that they released from this film. There were a lot of lines where he's just like, oh, well, why don't we go talk about that in my bungalow? Yeah. And I will admit and that that was probably bungalow. really the only time you really got that far up his own ass when it came to like sexist talk or whatever but there were times where like she's supposed to be a person who works in this park and she works with the dinosaurs i mean maybe not to the extent that chris pratt does and yet every single time a dinosaur roared she would literally get behind him and duck like she'd never like i don't know she acted like a person who'd never been around these dinosaurs and also chris pratt had to tell her to shh every single time a dinosaur like she would not be that smart enough to comprehend that a dinosaur could hear her talk i will say this there was a very visible part of there and i'm agreeing with you on most of the parts of it however there was one part i don't remember exactly when it was when chris pratt puts his hand out for her for her to grab it and she just runs right past him and i was just like okay that was it was a little a little better but yeah for the most part their relationship was a struggle and a slog in this movie. i guess the reason i didn't look as much into their part of the relationship is because there were there was a moment before you even saw their relationship unfold where she had a conversation with the helicopter pilot and basically the same way that she approached Chris Pratt ultimately when they first met on on camera uh you know she was just talking all numbers and and operations of the park because she was a big wig in the park it's it's portrayed that way and she's kind of running things and worried about you know how many people are there and, 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 and how things are running smoothly. The bottom line. Yeah, yeah the yeah. bottom line. And and basically he kind of brushed her off saying, but is everybody having fun? You know, is, is it is it just going smoothly? And like basically I just looked at her as she was just kind of stuck in that, you know, kind of just um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, stuck in – I don't know. 
got no idea what you're talking about, man. Well, you're going to talk, talk it out. In a, talk it up for me. Um, <laughs> Let's all Cor- figure out this she, word. She was kind of stuck in her corporate ways where she was more or less only worried about the bottom line, to, no yep. matter who she was talking to. Mm. And when she approached Chris Pratt on screen and kind of had the same mentality, he was just kind of a dude about it and was just kind of hitting on her yeah like, but that's the, just, that kind of suggests that the man is what kind of makes her see uh, her because it's not the uh, opposite it's not like he has to change by the end of the movie the man He's cured the, her his qualities literally become their saving grace of the film whereas her qualities have to be diminished by the time they get to the end goal because it's it's him that gets her to see the fact that like oh these are animals and they have real feelings it's kind of like oh really like you didn't know that already you work with them every day Chris Chris Pratt did not change at all. No. He, he didn't. He, he, but I, yet, actually, when I actually we, quite like Chris Pratt in this movie. Yeah. I, I know but you guys all did When like we get him, to the final scene and they're like, oh, and Bryce Dallas Howard goes, oh, what, what do we do now? I mean, he's like, well, I guess we got to stick together for survival. I, yeah, but it was I a fucking joke. It was, it's, yeah. yeah, it was a all joke right, in the right, sense that fine. like they wanted you to take it seriously, like they're going to be together. Here's what I'll say. I, I'm kind of agreeing with Kenny that I, I I did actually like Chris Pratt's character, but when we were having his relationship with Bryce Dallas Howard, I I didn't care for any of that. Yeah. But when they were apart, it, like when they were doing their own separate goals or off on their own, so which wasn't a lot of the movie, I I, I really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed the scene where she's in the ambulance, and there there were some pretty good comedy parts in this movie too. I thought there was a lot of I like when she threw the kids in the back of the truck, and and <laughs> it was another callback to the first one in in the in the beginning of the first one when he's trying to put the seatbelt on and he ties it together and. She throws these kids in the truck, and she's like, put your seatbelts on, and they realize there's no seatbelts, and she's like, well, just hold hands, and then the one kid awkwardly reaches out to the other (laughs) one. I will admit, that was like the second time on the entire movie that I actually did laugh at (laughs) what was supposed to be intentional comedy. Yeah. So, uh, Toussaint, uh, you've been a little quiet since we started out of the gate. I, I know you had some feelings in this movie, so let's hear them. I've kind of been peppering my entire like opinion of this film throughout, like your guys's like through interjections with you guys. But yeah, uh, I I thought that the the first two thirds of this film were almost entirely forgettable on my part. The last third was unapologetically gratuitous dinosaur porn that I really enjoyed, and. Uh, yeah, I, I I enjoyed seeing dinosaurs getting blown up and being the shit out of each other and the raptor coming in with the assist and the T-Rex and, oh, shit, here's the Leo Pluridon. I wish Godzilla would show up. Um, <laughs> that, that's pretty much the, uh, like, like on, on a visceral impact level of just, like, seeing dinosaurs just beat the shit out of each other and then seeing ominous Rex being all ominous and shit. Like, it, it, was, it was fun in that way, but there's not a lot that I can actually point to that I... That, that really resonated with me outside of the fact that I really enjoyed the the one call back, back to the to the original opening center of of Jurassic Park that really like resonated with me because I haven't seen that film in so long I immediately knew what that location was as soon as they panned up to and the, especially uh, seeing like the glass the, ceiling the the banner that falls yeah. at the very end of the that final scene of Jurassic Park and they, they're walking on top of it the dinosaur mosaic the, the yeah. yeah the raptor and just seeing uh, the 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 one kid I can't remember these kids' names. I can't remember any f- their fucking yeah, names. I can't the, remember the, the kid who picked up the uh, the old like night vision goggles and how yeah. they like. Oh yeah, that that jumped out at me. I was like, I was back to being like right. a a six year old kid just watching that. 
Um, when they got the Jeeps out, when they busted the yeah, Jeeps out. Yeah, the Jeeps, yeah. That, there were all sorts of good, juicy callbacks. I, I really enjoyed uh, during the finale when the, the Raptors were fighting Ominous, and Ominous like picked one of them up and threw them onto the hibachi grill, and it just exploded. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, man, that's, that's great. That's awesome. One of the uh, my favorite product placements in this entire movie was <laughs> your favorite. Which which one was uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, which is a restaurant at Universal <laughs> Studios, Florida. Right. Speaking of, what about Jimmy Fallon's? Oh, uh, oh God. that was cameo. I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought, I thought it was I funny told, at first. I turned to Alex and I told him during this movie. I said, "Remember this because I need to tell you <laughs> after this movie." And 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 again, I'm I'm gonna theme park nerd out here for a second, but um. So Universal Studios in, in Orlando has absolutely been rumored to be getting a, a Jimmy Fallon attraction, and this pretty much just wow. confirmed it, and I was what? like, oh, shit. I mean, not not that I care, because I like Jimmy Fallon. I know Alex hates Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy yeah, because Fallon, Jimmy Fallon's awful. A Jimmy Fallon-themed roller coaster. No, no, no. It, it's gonna, it, it'll be some sort of simulator thing. But uh, what? It's, it'll just it's, be it's, him laughing. It's, it's a it's, <laughs> It's it'll, just, it'll be that one scene from Willy Wonka where they're going to the dark tunnel. <laughs> no, it's it's just a lot of speculation that I will not bore everyone into. Yeah. But yeah, the product placement didn't even just end at literal products. Like no. they literally worked in something that's probably going to be coming to Universal a human Studios. Product, yeah. Wow. So that Jimmy Fallon thing, it it worked for this movie, but I still don't like Jimmy Fallon. But I I actually did think it was funny how it was used in the movie when they're in the gyrosphere. Or whatever one of it was my called. one of my favorite the parts. Gyrosphere. I I loved uh, <laughs> Jake Johnson when he was wearing the Jurassic Park T shirt. Yeah. in the beginning, you don't think that's and, in poor taste? It's like yeah, nah. <laughs> she was like she's like, what is that? Where'd you get it? And he's like eBay, one hundred fifty dollars. Man, you should have <laughs> seen the one that was in mint condition. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. I yeah. like that. There were a lot of funny parts in this movie. I think we had the same... Eh. Co- you not saying that? I think there were a lot of uh, parts that intended to be funny. Well, I did, a lot this of movie, the- This movie's a big mainstream hit, so Nick doesn't like it automatically. No, that's not <laughs> that's true. That's, true. That's, that's how true. this works. What I'll I'm, say I'm just, just going to call him out right now. As someone like, uh, who doesn't even like Marvel films, I feel like whenever I watch those films, I at least get with their humor because I feel like there are a lot better actors delivering those lines and whatnot. Even if it's, this, if it's very same. I would say most of the comedy, in my opinion, felt so forced that it wasn't funny. There were a few lines that were, like I agree with the uh, the hand-holding thing in the ambulance, I thought that was funny. And I actually, what was weird about this movie was that the first five minutes, I thought I was actually completely going to be on board for the rest of this movie, because when they were introducing the two boys, and the, they're they're getting in the car, and like the dad is making fun of the older kid. For, like, See, you're that's not what going- I'm talking about. That, the, the, that part of the early part of the film, I felt like it was like the Avengers, where I was like, man, this is actually kind of funny. Which right, is, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting that. When the dad tells the teenage boy who's not letting go of his girlfriend, like you're not going off to war, you're just going off to a amusement park. I love you. I okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, I love but that. Um, every other, mostly. What's weird is that I love Chris Pratt actually, but most of his jokes for me fell flat, and just about everything else did as well. In terms of, I said I liked his character because I, I did like what he was doing in terms of the actions. Like his, a lot of his lines in this movie, most of them were involved with Bryce Dallas Howard, which that wasn't good at all. But some of his scenes were, were okay in terms of his dialogue, like the Raptor scene. Even though the visuals were shit, I, I enjoyed some of his. But this is just a forgettable movie for him, at least. Like I, I liked a lot of the other parts it's, of the film, but for, for for him, I feel like people are gonna in the mainstream are going to 
eat this movie up and really like it. But for me, this was a step backwards for his career. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, and after I saw it, I was like, I can't imagine somebody else playing uh, Peter Quill. You know, I saw this movie. Yes, I saw this movie, and I'm like, anybody could have played that. And I feel like a lot of people could have played it better because at least we wouldn't have gotten something. But I would say it was like a a rehash and not a very good one of what he already does. Apparently, from what I read, um, Harrison Ford was supposed to play that character originally. Really? And because th- this movie's been in development in for Jurassic a long time. Jurassic World? Yeah, he was supposed to play the role the, that. Uh, that uh, and then he crashed Star-Lord his plane plays. into a golf no, course. No, it was. It, I mean, this was a lot. This was. <laughs> <We're home>. <laughs> 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 I think actually Chewie was going to be in the the final locker instead of the T Rex. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> Stop doing that! I can't. I'm a dinosaur. God, no, you're not. It's making people turn this uh, off like, yeah. every second, anytime. But no, apparently Harrison Ford originally this was like years and years ago was supposed to be in it, and then. Uh, whoever was running this, you know, movie at the time saw the uh, last Indiana Jones movie and was like, "Ooh, maybe no, not." No, thank you. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, on, I'm in agreement with you. Although I liked Chris Pratt in this movie, um, he was definitely not. He was forgettable. He, yeah, he was forgettable. I, I wouldn't go as far as saying it was a step back in his career, only because the movie was good enough and it's gonna do well enough to where I'm, I'm it wasn't his best performance single-handedly but it by no means is gonna be a step backwards for well him. Like, it's he, nothing I was nothing say, he did is gonna think this will be a good boost yeah for his career. No, in yeah. a way that even guardian well guardians of the galaxy is what launched him in some ways uh but i do think this will make him nothing better. nothing he did is gonna hurt him in this movie i personally don't think he could get any higher than he was around this time like he's probably reached right. the peak of his career and i i, I, well, I this, just don't see him going any further that's probably true, but I don't think this movie is going to be what causes him to no. not go any further. He, but at the, at the same time, it's not going to launch him into anything else. No. So. I, he, like you said, he's already pretty much launched as high as he can go. Yeah, I'd be amazed if he does anything to top what he's done already. Hmm. As excited as I am for Guardian 2, it's it, he'll probably be better in that than, than in this, I'm sure. But <laughs> I would hope so. That's a long time from now. Is Parks and Recreation still on? No. Nope. Is that, is that just still ended, a thing? It just no? finished its last season. That ended. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> it's over, folks. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Yeah. We can be done now. <laughs> well, does anybody... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just keeps on coming. <laughs> what a flow. This tissue box hit you. I can't help it. Before we go to final thoughts, because, I mean, there's... Well, we'll get more to it in final thoughts, what everybody really felt about this movie, but is there anything else that anyone wants to discuss? I, there isn't really too much that we haven't hit on. I mean, is there, uh, there's all of content in this movie other than the visual things. I do want to give a counter argument, and I'm sorry okay. to all three of you, but... I did not find the uh, the finale to be. Shut the fuck up! I'm Hold sorry. On, wait, wait, stop wait. yourself. Shocker! Uh, well, Shocker! Stop yourself. Okay, shocker. I honestly started to almost giggle. I'm not even mad because <laughs> like... when I see a T Rex and the other dinosaur, the Omnibus Rex or whatever, <laughs> literally for like t- three minutes, we just have to sit there while they roar at each other. Literally, just oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, like while the other 
human beings <laughs> run around, which made no sense because they kind of stayed there like they're going to watch the fight, but then they were of also... Of course they are. This, <laughs> they're they're yeah. They've got other. a front row ticket but to fucking T-Rexes fucking eating each other. Everything all the way up until the point when the sea monster ate him, like it just felt Leo like a really Plurid bad on. anime mecha series. Like it just, it was just so stupid. I know. What are you talking about again? <laughs> and you know, like where you just have two ridiculously big things just battle each other, so yeah. therefore it's not actually exciting because you just like I mean they have the exact same strength and whatever, so it's kind of like how is that a good fight? All they do is fall over. No, I mean, but but the Amit is actually like smarter and more. Really, I didn't see that. He's supposed to be. The ominous is supposed to be a T Rex spliced with a cuddlefish for all spliced the with a fucking for all the talk about intelligence in these spliced dinosaurs. With a fucking predator spliced with like fucking fighter gen some other shit. For all the talk about the intelligence in these uh, dinosaurs, I never once got that. I mean, some th- they never seemed anything more than just dinosaurs. He scratched at the wall in order. To <laughs> oh, did he? They're learning. Are you sure he wasn't just like masturbating and he had to like lean over and do I something? Know you're okay, just, now you're just being a sourpuss yeah, right now. I, I'm just saying. I know you like, just went and saw this for the sake of the show, but what yeah. the fuck did you expect? Like, what what more were you looking for out of, out no, of the finale ex- of this? I didn't like, expect a good movie. I just <laughs> well, I, I, mean, I got I, what I expected. <laughs> if you're being, I guess you want but, me to be honest. <laughs> That's fine. Just that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> what a yeah. dick. <laughs> Sorry. Oh shit. I just uh, want to make sure that all uh, viewpoints are yes, represented by Phil Craig. Hey, you gotta say what you actually felt about that. Right. Yeah. I don't want you to. I didn't feel anything different from this movie than the same way I felt when I watched Godzilla last uh, last year, which was. A very overblown CGI-ridden film that had nobody uh, as a well-defined character and had a conflict that I had no interest in. So Was that I mean, last year. Yeah, yeah. That was 2014. Oh, wow. Damn, okay. So I'm just saying, like, it's just that's that was my entry point, and uh, and and the worst part about this one compared to a movie like that, even though that is also a remake, was that at least from this movie, I felt like I had already seen everything in this movie. So, therefore, even what I wasn't responding to, I, I had already seen it in other movies, so therefore I didn't really care to see it again. So I kind of agree with that. I will say uh, there was one aspect that was brought into this film that was somewhat new, which was the military trying to use dinosaurs. Oh, the military. Yeah, you know what? That, that was new, but that doesn't mean that was good. That's yeah. such an overdone storyline. They're line. so fucking Dumb. What was uh, <laughs> towards the end when Ingen, that the 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 one dude from Ingen who was oh like, he gets eaten by a dinosaur right no but right before that were were they actually like taking the dino DNA yeah. again yeah. yeah so are they gonna like try to keep going with well, this and make do- another Doctor Wu who I mean, if it does well, got right. away so yes I mean I'm sure it's gonna do quite well so I don't. I, I I personally don't want to see another one. Like I I feel good with this as a Jurassic Park fan. But. Oh man, wouldn't it be so cool if like the sequel is like Chris Pratt leads like an international task force of like tactical dinos in order to hunt down Doctor Wu, who's like trying to like clone more ominous Rex? Why you don't know, you just stop? I'm talking? just gonna walk outside and go <laughs> ahead and just not ever come back. So. I gotta say one other thing, and then of course you can tell me to shut up. Is that shut up? Ultimately, just got, the Bill, just got the Bill O'Reilly treatment, you motherfucker. <laughs> That's very cute. Ultimately, uh, the thing that I think I got most uh, bored about this film okay. is that the first like 
hour is literally just them going through a theme park. So, like, it was the first hour of the first Jurassic Park movie, okay. too. <laughs> so, well, okay, so why do we need it again? We um, don't. <laughs> exactly. And then by the time we get to what you guys were calling, like, you know, like, good and, like, you know, like, the climax or whatever, like, I did not feel that that journey was worth to get to that millisecond of, like, a maybe decent... Because I agree, like, when the, the sea monster gobbled up the or whatever, like, that was, like, oh, cool. But it was like too little, too late because we had just sat through people in fucking gyro spears or whatever. I mean, if if you really want to get (laughs) technical, though, like the first one, obviously the park wasn't open and they were still building it and they were still trying to open it to the public. And I think that's actually what makes the first one even more interesting. Here, when we had the park already open, there. We kind of already expect that, like, the, the pterodactyls will come and start picking them off. And when it does the first person, then I'm sorry, but the next 10 minutes when they continue to pick people off, okay, it's, it's let, just the same thing over Let and me over. bring up something else that I'm okay. going to mention. What was with the, like, the horrible murdering of the assistant who doesn't really do anything wrong, but then she gets eaten by three different dinosaurs and then gets gobbled up by the sea monster. Don't forget what? she gets drowned. I, he, well, that, were, that was weird. There were actually it's a, called comedy, Alex. <laughs> Bow were, down before it. There were actually a couple of moments throughout the movie that were like... They they seem like they went out of their way to be extra graphic about well, what the kills that were happening. It's one thing because I agree with you in the sense that what is with that scene because of the fact that bef- before that scene we actually had a scene that was almost going to play out similarly uh, with the new employee at the Jurassic World where he's like trying to feed the uh, mm-hmm. the raptors or whatever and I completely expected that person to get eaten but he doesn't for some weird reason not for some weird reason in the sense that like it didn't make sense because obviously Chris Pratt comes in and saves him or whatever. But the idea that they would hold off on the bloodlust uh, at that point but just completely allow uh, to you know diminish this other woman secretary whatever character to this ridiculous punchline of a death like I, yeah I'm, I'm with you in the sense that it just felt in my opinion way well, over the it, top. It, it, if she had just gotten like Picked off by the pterodactyl and at the end of it, like I wouldn't have thought anything of it. I'd be right. like, "Oh, that kind of makes sense." She wasn't even yeah. all that significant of a character. She was just like the lackey. But the the film made a point to like yeah. have her get dragged off and eaten by different ones and well, drowned. It, it, it was, I, I it was looked, kind of bizarre. I looked at it again as a, as another throwback to the first movie because the first time there was anything really graphic in the first one is when that dude gets out of the car to go to the bathroom and he literally gets eaten off the toilet. Yeah, but that's like, like a three second scene when that yeah, happens. But, like, did, he have, like, did he have to be on a toilet parody- when it happened? Like it, like, no, but what I'm saying is he, get, is he gets one, eaten by one dinosaur and that's right. it. Like it, it, This woman is literally tossed from one pterodactyl to another pterodactyl. I want right. to say to a third pterodactyl. Yeah, I think so. And then into the ocean until the uh, up sea again. monster yeah, completely gobbles well, her up. Look at it this way. It, it's stuck with you guys. Like it's, It wasn't well, just that a bad way. way. Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't... That, well, not in a like bad I see way. Where, like, where well, kids come from. Literally, yeah. The moment in the first one when the dude gets eaten off the toilet... like That's one of the best moments of the first movie right well had he just been eaten out of the car like it would have been a throwaway forgettable but it's it's, it's not that he got eaten it's that they went out of their way to make this an elongated you talk about it like it was a five minute scene it was actually it was 30 seconds no 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 the scene itself was like five minutes but her scene of getting killed was like 30 seconds you're you're talking about like it got drug on no it it, it was definitely awkwardly bizarre it might have been 30 seconds but that's the problem with the scene is that it felt like it five minutes because it kept was more 
service of showing off those dinos than it was like her her death was was more of like a sacrifice to show us more dinos. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it true. did it amongst a scene that was already showing what the pterodactyls were doing. So yeah. it's kind of like I feel like you're splitting hairs with trying to prove that as a bad I, scene. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to prove it's a bad splitting scene. Splitting DNA yeah. strands. <laughs> <laughs> DNA. High five, buddy. High five. That was good. All right, guys. Let's uh, <laughs> let's motor on into ratings. Uh, let's start with Kenny, who is obviously going to give us a good rating. Let's hear it, and let's hear your your final thoughts on the film. I, I want to want you to give everything that you've been saying because obviously you love this movie. So yeah. let's hear about it. Yeah, I love this movie. I, I I don't. It wasn't better than the first one. Like I'm not going to sit here and lie about that. It was it was really good. Um, uh, I wouldn't even say this will end up ultimately being one of my favorite movies ever. It just it was it was good, and I liked the way it respected the first one. I feel like it was close enough to the first one, but different enough to where I I didn't think it was a total ripoff. I think it differed in enough enough different ways. Um, there was there was some good comical moments. Um, I again love the theme park setting and i thought some of the attractions that they threw in there they had a fucking dinosaur petting zoo for god's sake yeah little tiny dinosaurs you they can had go little pet tini- and feed tiny dinosaur balloons that the kids were carrying. i know i love that balloon <laughs> um again i liked chris pratt i i'm i'm a i'm not even gonna try and cover that up i'm a big chris pratt fan and this did nothing to change my opinion um the end scene was one of the best scenes i've seen you know, in any action movie, especially the Jurassic Park movies. Uh, yeah, I love that they let the uh, pterodactyls out and they flew around and attacked everybody and ate everybody. And I didn't even I didn't even care. I was worried about this movie and the whole training the raptor thing. I thought it was tastefully enough and not too much of a stretch to where it worked for me. And I didn't even, although I didn't like its name, I didn't even mind the big hybrid dinosaur. Like, I thought it was pretty badass. And everything they did with it wasn't too much of a stretch for me. I mean, I kind of knew what I was going into with this movie and kind of got what I was looking for. And it was a good movie. Um, I'm not going to give it a perfect five out of five. I, I'd say I'd give it a four out of five. Okay. Uh, I, I will absolutely be watching it again. Um, and I, I feel like this will be one of those movies where I'll probably end up liking it more upon a couple more viewings. And in the future, yeah, I'd. I, I was brought back so many times in this to, like, reminiscent feelings of, like, I, I left the theater, and honestly, the first thing I did was I, I called my dad, because I remember going to see the first one with my dad when I was, like, seven years old, and I I literally just told him, we got to go see this one, because yeah. this was badass, and it just totally reminded me of everything I loved about the first one, so I give it a four out of five. Okay, very good. Um, when it comes... Just- What's that? I was going to say that was really beautiful. Yeah. Um, got some got some tears. Oh, got some teary oh, eyes. Wow. I just, <laughs> get, those, get those tissues back out. Yeah. Holy shit. I have a new contact. I'm not crying. <laughs> um, even though I'm a huge fan of The Lost World, I'm probably the only person who who really I, I don't I wouldn't say I like it more than the original Jurassic Park. I think I like them about the same, but I I'm really the only person I know that truly really enjoys The Lost World, the second movie. I didn't even know you liked the second one. I thought I, you didn't like it. I was a huge fan of it. No, now, the third one is not good, no. and I'm not going to try to defend it. No, this movie though, um, for me, even though it brought a lot of the same kind of things to the table. 
I, I just feel like it did just enough different and kept just enough the same to where I was happy through most of the film. There were a lot of parts, especially Bryce Dallas Howard and Star-Lord's relationship, <laughs> yeah. that was just not good. And there was just awkward screen chemistry, too, because Bryce Dallas Howard is not a very good actress, in my no. opinion. Um, and she just always has been kind of, why why, why are we seeing her? We already have Jessica Chastain. We don't need a redhead anymore. <laughs> Get her oh, for this man. role. Why are we, why are we, why do we have Bryce Dallas Howard? Yeah. Um, uh. And... Just a lot of the the kind of human interactions in this movie are, are what for me bog some of the scenes down. I I just can't get on that. Other than some of the scenes involving Ty Simpkins, who's the the young child, who I feel like we could have even I could have even done with more of him. Like I feel like I didn't get enough because we have this weird story where with their parents who are sending them off to this dinosaur park, and the last thing that the mother says is "Run if you run into a dinosaur," which makes no sense. And she was kidding. Uh, she, I, she was trying to play okay. it off, like because, like, oh, these these are dangerous monsters, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I it, it worked. You, I, I guess. Alex, I'll say this: you watched the trailer way too many times, and no, you I didn't. you you overanalyzed the shit out of the trailer. I saw. I, saw I know it. this because every time a moment came up in the movie from the trailer, you just like chuckled. <laughs> you were like, oh. ha. Fuck that part. Fuck that part. <laughs> Didn't see that part coming. The, the parts of the trailer that I thought were going to be bad were bad. Like the, the relationship between the two main characters was not good. The raptor thing was stupid, I thought. I, mean, I, I just couldn't get on board with him training these raptors. And especially the part where they're, he's like driving and they're running with him. Raptor that was, dude, motorcycle squad. Dude, that Burr. part, the, his motorcycle was so fucking fake. Because they were like going through the jungle. <laughs> and it was like totally smooth. Like he was yeah. going down an asphalt road. I was like, come on. Give me. <laughs> that was the one part I was like, Jesus Christ, come on. Yeah, well, but on the on the other side of the coin, though, I had such historically low expectations for this movie coming in that I was pleasantly surprised, especially in the uh, middle section of this film, uh, when we do see the pterodactyls break out of their cage, and they're picking people off aside from that weird scene where they maul the assistant. Um, but that scene and the callback to the original visitor center and the original Jeeps from the first film... I was just eating that part up and the, mm-hmm. the chasing and the CGI in that scene actually was really good where early in the film it was horribly bad. So I was, yeah, they I was obviously happy with that. Cut, cut the budget early. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'll say this. This is, I think the only film I can think of in the last year or two where literally 10 seconds of the film boosted my entire rating an entire star. Hmm. I was sitting at two and a half pretty solidly through the entire film. And that final scene when that, fucking monster from the sea comes out and eats that dinosaur i'm just like fuck yeah i love that shit that was that was amazing that was literally one of the better scenes i've seen in a movie and and you can disagree with me which is totally fine but it is for someone who sees things like that coming for some reason i just didn't and i just Dude, loved I, it i for like there were a couple times where they brought that thing back into the movie and i had kind of forgotten about it each time especially at the end like the mm-hmm. t-rex and the fucking the other thing are going at it big time and like 
I had not even thought about the one in the water. I was kind of with Nick where I thought that scene, although it was cool to see the original Tyrannosaurus Rex and they they even give him like his own like NBA introduction. She and they, <laughs> they, they, they open the door <laughs> and she's, yeah, it's like something from Space Jam. She has the flare. Here comes the T Rex, and he comes out of the gate and he's running after whatever. And that was kind of a slog that fight between him and the hybrid and the raptor. But that scene when the thing comes out of the water, I'm just like, fuck yeah, that was awesome. And I was, it, it made me remember why I loved the original Jurassic Park when I was a kid. And I think that's an important part of this movie. Can, can yeah, I also add this? Like, I had not realized because it wasn't in the movie at all until the T Rex made its appearance how iconic its roar is. Because, like, yeah. once it actually happened, you're like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> One more time, Nick. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna throw a box of tissues at you. Look you, out! You need to put a warning on this episode for anybody. <laughs> Listen quietly. But yeah, no, there were just there like the Raptors. There were a couple of I'm audio bites you. from the, the from the Raptors. Nick. Nick. What? It's your cue, man. <laughs> I gave you a cue. Oh, I said, so there were some. Me, there were some Raptor audio bites. <laughs> that were just they were they were so so reminiscent and like you it was just like you can take that and put it into anything and you're going to recognize it as the sound from jurassic park including the t-rex roar which it i mean they even like they even finished the movie off with it because it's just that iconic yeah Uh, i'm i'm kind of with you on that i i did love the callbacks and the nostalgia from this movie uh, and again, I had some problems with it, but that's it's not a perfect movie at all. But overall, I was pleasantly surprised, especially with the middle and end part of this film. I was on board with it, even though there was awkward dialogue left and right. I can get past that because it's a movie about fucking dinosaurs. So I'm going to give this a surprising for me three and a half out of five. I enjoyed it, and I will pass the baton off to Nicholas, who will shit all over this movie yet again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not shit all over it. Come on. Uh, yeah, did you like this... it more than Chappie? I did. Oh, okay. That's I mean, not saying much. No, that's not saying much at all. Um, I'll give this one out of five stars because I. This is not a film for me. I uh, like I said earlier, this feels like a sequel that ultimately feels like a remake, and I feel like Colin Trevorrow is a person who just based on watching this new film has obviously seen all the original Jurassic Park movies and that's what his biggest flaw is is that he's seen them so much that he could not kind of shed that DNA from his own <laughs> creative see what you did there yeah um, but he could not uh, kind of break away from that pattern in his own and leave his own creative footprint in it <laughs> um, man I just, just I'm on a roll man okay but um, and so overall because I'm not a fan of this franchise in general I felt like this was just another uh, standard uh, entry in, a fr- in in this franchise. It's one of those weird films where, like, I'm I, I give it yes a low rating, and yet I also have not a whole lot to say about it because I didn't expect a whole lot from it, and it delivered exactly what I thought it was, which was just your your standard blockbuster that I just don't give a shit about. Well, when you don't like a band and they release a new song, it's yeah. kind of a given you're probably not going to like that new song. Exactly. I, I understand where you're coming from. You didn't like. You, and you've 
you said before, you didn't like the original or or the following. I mean, following I like the original more than I like this one. Yeah, but you never was... have been a big fan, right? And I, and so, what graded on you about right. the rest of the and films? We'll probably have this exact same conversation when uh, the new Star Wars film is released, because mm. that's another example where I've never been taken by that original franchise. So naturally, when the new film comes out, just fair warning. Unless it does something uh, amazing, <laughs> it's not going to bowl me over. But, yeah, in general, uh, there's just nothing about this film that I got out of that I didn't already get from another uh, from a film that was released 22 years ago. And even some of the... I feel like I would knock it up a few uh, star ratings if it was at least, I would say, competent in like just in character interactions and just very simple things that I feel like just this film did not have to get wrong, but it did, unfortunately. So, yeah, one out of five stars for me, and uh, I would not recommend it. Okay. Two shots. <laughs> so I'm still trying to wrestle with my, my sentiment about this film. Um, normally, I, I, I kind of judge a film not only from how I felt while I was in the theater, but also how I'm able to reflect on it like coming out of the theater. And there's not a lot that I was able to to grasp after, aside from these very visceral, like enjoyable moments of seeing raptors and ominous rex and T Rex and Leo Pluridon and pterodactyls and shit just beat the shit out of each other. Like that's that's a lot of fun. But other than that, I didn't really take a lot out of it. It's like who, like I I have, I have to lend the question like who is this film actually intended for? Is it intended for this guy fan- right here? This well, guy. Okay, there's Kenny. Um, <laughs> More of in a rhetorical sense, like, is intended towards, like, fans of the original Jurassic Park, of course, like, that counts among Kenny. But I also saw a lot of kids that were also in the theater, and they were, like, really enraptured by this. So my my main complaint about this film, kind of, like, echoing uh, Nick's sentiment, is that it's a... What did you describe it as? It, it is a I said sequel. it's a sequel that ends up being a remake. Yeah, that's 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 kind of how I'm I'm coming off of it from. Like, it's... It doesn't do enough to distinguish itself. It, it feels like it's very much trying to amp off the shadow of the the, the previous original film. But if if this this is the kind of film that like a new generation of kids can like go into the theater and they can like the, what what I remember a lot about about this film, like the final final scene, like after the the smash cut with the the dinosaur roar, is seeing the little kid in front of me just like fist pump in victory at the end and be like, yeah. And I'm just like, man, I remember being that young. And it's like if if this kind of movie can can bring kids that much joy, then like and it should it, be burned. It, it may not it may not be for me, but I, I feel like it does like have have a place in that. So I'm gonna give it a. A three out of five. Oh, okay. I'm going to give a three out of five, and it's uh, it's all right. I will say uh, something about this film as opposed to uh, the other entries in the series. And Nick, you brought up before how uh, a lot of practical effects were used in the first film, uh, and to lesser extent the second and the third. I know the original creator of the you know actual like animatronics uh, passed away in between Jurassic Park three. And this film, and they use somebody different. You know what? There were so many scenes that should have been CGI, but they were. And I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, why, why, why force CGI? Like, the the rule of thumb, at least for me, is if you can do it without CGI, do it without it. Because in this day and age, I mean, that's just not. Uh, I would. I guess financially viable. I mean, what's it, weird is that I just watched, and I know you 
guys are probably going to laugh, but I just watched, like I mentioned on the other episode, uh, Gremlins, which is a film that mostly uses practical effects because it just uses that doll and whatnot. And it's just funny to watch that in 2015 because, yeah, then we go see a film like Jurassic World, and it's like, even when you see the scenes of, like, the raptors and the, uh, like, the face guards, you know, like, all you had to do for that scene is create a raptor head. I mean, yeah. Which like, they actually physically did down at Universal Studios right now. There's an actual, like... But they didn't do it for the movie. Yeah, right. That, and that's kind of confusing, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, they had the... I, I think, Alex, I think it's it's just more of a crutch. It's like, nowadays, people would rather turn their GPS on to go somewhere in their car, even if they know where they're going, for the most part. Like, it's just a crutch that they've become too comfortable with. Like, But, but at the end of the day, does it really save them money? I mean, that scene where... The, was it the Bronchiosaurus where they were they were laying with him right. and they go yeah. along and, and that was clearly computer generated. Yeah, they could have made a yeah they could have made a, a puppet like an animatronic right. and, and, for and it. And why wouldn't you? I mean the the scene with the Triceratops that was sick in the first film when they were laying on him and he's breathing. That's yeah, a, that's the, a real thing and that's he, a great scene. Right? Because I think in this day and age, what the thing is is that the studios or the director or whatever want to have whatever shot they want. And I'm going to bring it right back to what I just mentioned, but like, say like a film like Gremlins, that the camera is very careful as far as where it's placed. So that way you can't see whether it's, you know, like yeah, you directly, can't, you can't see after the torso where there's right. a bunch of tools and shit. But that doesn't necessarily make what you're seeing in that film any, un, you know, believable. Whereas in, I feel like in these modern day blockbusters, uh, so many, I don't know if it's the DP or the directors want to have the shot that they want and the only way they can achieve that is through cgi but then they don't realize that that's what makes it unfortunately more uh fake it's i can't yeah i'm not a i'm not a on the train of this new trend especially during daytime scenes because in nighttime you can hide cgi more where in daytime most of this movie took place during daytime i was i was expecting it to like halfway through because i saw the trailers i knew it was eventually going to become night and of course the original i mean that was half the battle or whatever but i was surprised that only like the last 20 minutes are set at night Mm -hmm. if i could throw in one more negative thing like oh oh like yeah i don't i don't want to come up not saying anything negative about this um I guess the biggest problem I had wasn't even so much the product placement in the beginning, so much as this was, and as much of a Universal Studios fan as I am, like, this was just a blatant commercial for Universal. Like, it was bad, bad. Like, that, as somebody who doesn't ever catch that, and somebody who loves Universal Studios, like... But you love theme parks, so... Right. Anybody's gonna like pick up on it's going to be you but jimmy buffett's margaritaville is a restaurant that they have (laughs) that they have a universal studios and it actually is even on a corner like it is universal Studios in this movie that looked an awful lot like universal studios (laughs) yeah and again like i won't go super into details about things but there were just so many moments where like you know the jimmy fallon thing the margaritaville the big new starbucks like there's all kinds of shit like there was even a volcano placement in there like that kind of leads into a, a new water park they just announced. Like it's called Volcano Bay, and the like focal point of this theme park area was the big volcano. So, you know, it was just whatever. I, I liked it because it's theme park stuff, but that was my biggest problem. Like this was just a blatant commercial for Universal. The pro- the, I, w- I was actually a little surprised at how much product placement there was in this film. I I, I didn't think it was going to be quite as bad as it was because I thought it was way over the top. Well, it was very top-heavy like in the beginning of the movie, yeah. and then it, we it, joke, it wasn't but bad. But I just want to make sure that the, the, the audience knows that this episode of Film Tank was brought by uh, Verizon Wireless. <laughs> 
And the Xbox One, the all-in-one entertainment console. <laughs> yeah, you sound very excited. You sound like Krusty the Clown leading, reading fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pay me. So I don't want to end on a downer. I love this fucking movie, so okay. go see it. Speaking of, I did not, so. <laughs> speaking of commercials. There's a downer. Um, and this is probably just going to be me, but when Bryce Dallas's character, Claire, was holding the flare and was like leading the, the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex to fight Ominous Rex... Um, I, I got flashbacks to the to the Apple 1984 commercial. <laughs> yeah, I think you're the only person who did. <laughs> I'm the only one who did. Yeah. But it totally looked like the girl with the fucking baton who threw them at the fucking like Big Brother television. I guess. I mean, they're both wearing a tank top, but that's like pretty much where the comparison ends. <laughs> no, it looked almost. It didn't, like it didn't remind you of Grant from the first one? No, no, not at all. Are you serious? You thought, you thought of Apple? That's what you went. I to? thought oh. of Apple. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Actually, that in Grant is correct that he does do that, but it was that actually seems more reminiscent of uh, Ian Malcolm. Yeah, he's running away right. from the Tyrannosaurus Rex with the flare, whatever. All right, I think we we've all said our piece on Jurassic World. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Tucson, myself, and Kenny were for the most part fans, and Nick was not. So take that for what it's worth. Asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Asshole. Come Whoa. on, man. <laughs> Next week, however, we'll be talking about more movies that we all really enjoy, and I'm assuming lots of our listeners do, as uh, we're going to have our second Top 6 episode next week, uh, and it'll be Top 6 Disney animated films. So uh, get ready for that. We are going to include all Pixar movies in this. So even if they weren't made under the Disney banner originally, they will count in this Top 6 episode. So look forward to that coming next week and uh, other things to come down the road. Uh, again, uh, if as I've mentioned, I think every episode now, if you have any thoughts on Jurassic World and you want them known, we'll be more than happy to uh, uh, check them out and talk about them on a future episode. So uh, send us an email at filmtankshow at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Film Tank Show. And if you want to listen to our show, go to our website, filmtankshow.com. You can also search Film Tank Show on iTunes, where you can rate and review the show as well, and also download our show so you can get every episode, which we would love if you did that. So, from Kenny Marcellus, who loved Jurassic World, clearly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tuzat Egan, Nick Cheney, <laughs> and myself, Alex Diekman, we will catch you next time. <laughs> Jurassic Park.